When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Warrior Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson. I'm also here with my buddy, my pal, my therapist, in a way, Jared <laughs> Davis. Can I bill you like a therapist? Is that- I mean... You, I mean, sure, I build, you know, yeah, you can bill me all you want. <laughs> I build you for that coffee. That's so, true. So, you know, I guess reverse that. I, and I don't know what's more, what's more expensive, therapy or a Starbucks coffee. I don't know. It's a toss-up. <laughs> I mean, at this point, in, I mean, Starbucks is in, with inflation, you know. It's like yeah. a $10 coffee at that point. That's true. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about a little bit about Missouri and uh, what we what game we've got coming up. You know, we're coming out of a week where I feel like there's just lots of um, harsh feelings right now towards Auburn, um, you know, fans, media, and and it's just like a weird spot to be at when I think most everybody had, had a, you know given us a shot at being three and zero, and now we're two and one going into Missouri, which is a team we should beat. I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and say it, we should beat them. Now, does that mean we beat them? By no means. <laughs> we That's a bold statement that we should win any any ball game. But I'm with you. I agree. I agree. I like the optimism. I mean, I, I think we should. Like you look at where we're what talent we have compared to Missouri, we should. But does that mean we pull it all together? I mean, we, we talked about it on our last podcast. It's kind of you know mentality of like, is the team working together? And last week I don't think the team worked together. And can you get back on that where the whole team works together? If you can, I give us a lot better success, you know, in this game and games going forward. Um, so that's kind of one of the keys I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward is how are, how is the pl- team playing together? And if they're not playing together and it's just individual efforts, you, you're not playing a well, you know, a, a complete team. <laughs> you're playing a bunch of stars on teams. And that's that's not that's not a team, <laughs> that's individuals. So, Jared, Missouri has uh, there we got them at eleven Central Time in the morning. So that's always a fun one. Um, <laughs> we always joke about it, but it's never fun to have an eleven a.m. game. Um, Auburn, the last time we faced Missouri was twenty seventeen. Um, we went to Columbia, Missouri. Beat them fifty-one to seventeen. Previously, back in twenty thirteen, we faced them in the SEC championship and uh, beat them fifty-nine to forty-two. We are two and one in the series against them. I think the last time we played faced them was like back in the fifties or something. But isn't it kind of? Uh, I still feel like it's a little weird that Missouri's in our conference, and this is literally what only the third time we've played them, and they've been in our conference for what? 10 years <laughs> yeah and i mean 
I guess one of the times was not scheduled. I mean, that was the SEC championship yeah. game. So, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like a scheduled thing. Right. Yeah, it's a little weird. Um, it's still kind of weird that they're in our conference, but um, you know, to the younger people, they don't they don't understand that they you know they've always had them in the conference. Yeah. But yeah, uh, for us, it was a little it's a little weird. Um, yeah, this game, man. These are the Jefferson Pilot games. You remember when it used to be on Jefferson oh, yeah. Pilot? Yeah, you <clears throat> you didn't want to be on that. That usually meant you weren't playing real well. Although, to be fair, after this game, most of ours, unless we really fall off, which is very possible, they might be more CBS, ESPN type games because of the more of so of who we're playing. But yeah, um, yeah, man, coming off a beat down to Penn State and having to play at eleven o'clock, I just that's. Uh, the boys are going to have to win this one on their own. I don't expect the crowd to be super, super hyped, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, and something I don't think we mentioned much was the fans, they showed up to the last game, and they were told, be loud, be proud. We're going to – and, like, it was implied, like, hey, we're going to put a good performance out there. And when your team only puts up 12 points, that's not a good performance. Um, and I, I think there's some, uh, I don't know if regrets the right word that people have. Um, but like, I just talked to my, my sister and brother-in-law who went to the game and they were like, yeah, that wasn't fun. Like, and you have a sense of like, do I want to go back for another game? (laughs) Like, no, most of us diehard Auburn fans will keep going back. Um, but there's a little bit of like, wow, like, I don't know if I can fully buy into this, be loud, be proud in the game and yell. And that's kind of the the worry that I have a little bit is it's 11 a.m. So it's already going to be a little bit harder for people to like get up and, you know, get going. But on top of that, it's Missouri and people are like, yeah, we should beat Missouri. So I probably don't need to yell that much. <laughs> At least that would be my mentality. <clears throat> Yeah, I think the crowd did, you know, a good job until it got totally out of hand. And, you know, at that point, you got to give them something to cheer for. Um, yeah. Against Penn State, I think they did okay. You know, I, I think that for the most part, our stadium will always be pretty packed because if the people who own the tickets don't want to go, um, now they're, they'll suffer. Uh, they might make 10 bucks off of it, but there will always be – we have enough fans to buy a $10 ticket, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it will always be – you know, pretty packed, relatively speaking, even if we have really bad years. So, but yeah, I mean, you get, I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, you know, fans need hope and uh, right now we don't have any. And if we go in there and somehow play really well against Missouri, okay, well now we got hope going into playing LSU. Uh, if we go into LSU and we play well, okay, eh, never mind. <laughs> George is the next game. Uh, we'll look, we'll look at hope beyond that game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you got to have some hope. And early games are never fun anyways, and really early games benefit the away team because it does neutralize the crowd. And so it's really just the travel and stuff that's, you know, a little nuisance. But other than that, it won't be super loud, I wouldn't expect. So it'll neutralize things a little bit, um, you know, and, and they're not good. And I hate to say this, but we got to be honest, we aren't either. So I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, well, and even Missouri, to some extent, like – let me go through a couple of things that I was looking at from Missouri. So they they were good against average teams. They were bad against good opponents. Their running back was great. And their offensive line was in progress. Like, it's a work in progress. 
does that sound like Auburn or does that sound like Auburn? <laughs> <laughs> like, sounds like Auburn. <laughs> so that's that's the interesting piece to me is like they're struggling on offense just as much as we are. Now their defense now last year's Missouri defense not great. <laughs> this year they're they're fine. They're not as good at like they're not great, but they've only played three games. So it's like I don't know where they're at 100%. Auburn's kind of in that same spot. I I feel like Auburn has the talent level that we could be better than what we played against Penn State. And Missouri's kind of in that same boat of like, we're not great. <laughs> we're fine. Can we be better? <laughs> um, one thing that Missouri really struggled against, and I really truly hope we we attack, is Missouri struggles against the run. Now, this year, not so much, but there, it's that's pretty much based on like their opponents so far. Um They've played lesser than opponents, you know, Law Tech, uh, Kansas State, and Abilene Christian. So, like, you know, you should expect, you know, their run defense to be pretty good. But this is their first, you know, besides Kansas State, like their first really big game. And so I think Auburn needs to attack that. I mean, literally last year, (laughs) they allowed 5.3 yards average per rush. And if Auburn doesn't do that or better, we lose the game. We we have to run the ball against Missouri. And if we don't see Tank Bigby and Jarquez and Amari Austin running around, running the ball a lot, I, I don't know. Like, again, that comes back to like a question of like, why did we choose to pass the ball against Missouri when we know their run defense isn't that great? So Jared, that's kind of my thoughts on like where we're at with, you know, potentially facing Missouri. And, and like, we started to question a little bit even last week, uh, about you know some of the coaching decisions, D- does that affect how you view this game against Missouri? You know, thinking about what happened against Penn State and just lots of coaching issues going on. Yeah, I mean it does. I mean I I think uh, you know the thing we've really been able to rely on for you know ever since Kevin Steele came in was our defense to allow our offense to be bad. Hmm. Um, you know we we relied on them. They kept us in games. Um, I don't know if our defense can do that this year. So, uh, from a coaching standpoint, we have to figure out some things on offense. We're going to have to work with what we got. We can keep trying to fit a square peg in a round hole, or we can adjust. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see this week if we adjust. Um, I, I said at the beginning of the year, to be honest with you, um, I thought we needed to hand the ball off a ton and just let the game unfold how it unfolds. That, that is our strength. Um, now that doesn't mean we're great but that's our strength that is the best thing we can do and I still feel like you know we go in there we'll hand it off and if the play only gets two yards you know we start going throw throw you know we throw the second third down Um, I realize that's enticing but I mean I gotta be honest with you you're gonna have to go in there some drives and you're gonna have to you may have to run three plays in a row Mm -hmm. and just see if you can get the the three yards in a cloud of dust and keep moving the chains and Tank and Jarquez are going to bust one eventually, right? I'm mean, yeah. not saying all the way to the house, but they're going to get, they've done it in the first two games. Um, we don't have a great formula for winning, but our best formula is to give the ball to your best players. Right. As much as possible. And we're not doing that. Yeah. And I think, you know, Tank, Jarquez are a good place to start. But then also, you head on it, Javarius Johnson. We got to get him the ball a little bit more. If he's, you know, making the catches, he's getting open. 
and he's moving the chains, we need to be going to him a little bit more. So it's like, that's, that's the pieces that I, I want to see is when the guy is hot and he's performing well, keep going back, keep going back. Like what's wrong with keeping going back to something that's working. You, th- it's not this simple because they do so many things well, but I watched Georgia last week play South Carolina and they're a great team. They really are. But honestly, they just keep feeding Brock Bowers like mm-hmm. in multiple ways. He's their best player. They find ways to get him the ball. And, you know, I mean, their receivers are good, right? I, but I can't name a receiver they have. Um, you know, Stetson Bennett's really good, and he and he he is a very accurate quarterback, so that helps too. But essentially, um, going back to Alabama and Texas game, they had they, they didn't have a lot going on. They kept feeding their running back number one, who's the transfer from Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. They're getting the ball multiple different ways into their playmakers' hands. Right. And, and and I see there's potential for that. Like we line up Tank Bigsby in a you know wide out, but then Robbie or TJ, I forget who it was, you know, makes a terrible pass to him and you're like, Okay, like that was a pointless play. <laughs> and like Well, yeah, so so two we we went wrong twice. One of them was Tank. So Tank was out there and Tank essentially ran a curl route and you know, TJ threw it too far outside. I actually think that was probably Tank's fault because TJ he can throw that type pass blind, you know, with blindfolds on. Yeah, but you're right. Like that's better coaching. TJ needs to be. If we're putting a uh, tank out there, tank needs to know where to be running that route. Uh huh. Um, the other one was Robbie. It might have been Tank. I thought it was Jarquez. One of them was going out in the flat, and it was actually a decent play call. And Robbie just threw it too quick and threw it too hard. Yeah. And like by the time the running back turns around, it's it's already past him. So there were attempts made. I just feel like we're doing it at the wrong time. Easy for me to say when it works, it's great when it does. I just feel like, again, we're just we're just trying plays at that point. This needs to be a part of your scheme, game plan you're doing from the beginning, get momentum in the game. We're doing these things later on when it's just like, well, let's just try this because this hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, so I don't know. But when, when you watch the good teams, I mean, it was amazing. When I was watching Alabama, I'm like, in this Alabama, they're literally, they're, they're only relying on this one kid, but he's really good. Mm-hmm. And they're finding multiple ways to get him the ball. I mean, the Alabama running back, he could legitimately – I mean, he's he's already in the talks for, like, Heisman. And you're like, that's crazy. Like, he's only been on the team for three games, and yet he's already making that much of an impact. Again, showing you, if you put – now, <laughs> it's it's always the balance of, like, do you put all your eggs in one ba- basket or do you diversify a little bit? And I think, until proven wrong, keep riding the hot guy. And the hot guy for us is Tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter and Javarius Johnson. Keep riding with them until proven wrong. And maybe that's a bad mentality, but I think that that makes sense to me. <laughs> Good coaches find ways to get them the ball. Um, and, you know, you could find ways to get both of them on the field at the same time. Um, right, and they even did. There were multiple times where you put two running backs in and then you're like, okay, what are you about to do? And then they drop back and pass, and you're like, that was not, like, why? <laughs> why? Like, it was weird. Yeah, and I mean, to be honest with you, I, maybe I'm wrong. I feel like the first, like, six or seven plays Robbie was in the game was not option. It wasn't, like, read option. It was it was handoffs, like, straight handoffs, or maybe even a drop back pass on one or two of them. Uh-huh. And I'm like, the first two games, you've used his legs, and you bring him in seven times, and – you don't use any of that. And, yeah. you know, we're running 
We're running Robbie Ashford Jet Sweep with an option <laughs> against Mercer. <laughs> we haven't done anything semi that creative since that play. Yeah. I just I don't know, man. Yeah. I I have a feeling it's setting something up, but what? Like why don't you run that play against Penn State? I don't know. Again, questions everybody has. We're quarterbacks on the couch, but you know, <laughs> I was I was in a uh, I was in a rocker a recliner, but uh, yeah, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I have to be I have to be moving. I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I get too antsy. Uh, I got to be in something that moves. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm I'm a person that I cannot sit still during a football game. There's no. plenty of times where I stand up and jump around or perk up, and like they there's rarely a time where I'm just sitting there watching the game unless we, yeah. it's just boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's too, too, too antsy. Yeah. All right, Jared, let's transition a little bit into our players to watch for this uh, Missouri game coming up on Saturday at 11 in Jordan Hare. All right, let's start out with offense. Who's your player to watch for Auburn uh, coming into this game? Um, I mean, in theory, I guess who's going to play a quarterback? That's something to keep an eye on. Always, who's gonna yeah. be, But, you know, from who we know is going to be playing, um, probably going to go Landon King. <clears throat> Landon King, sorry. See if his role expands a little bit. Uh, I would say Javaris Johnson, but he's already proven that he's going to do his thing. So keep an eye on Landon King. He's uh, He was out there a little more in San Jose State. He actually had a catch in Penn State. So mm-hmm. we're going to expand his role. Um, I think that'll be uh, a good thing if we do. So that's the guy I'm going to be watching. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to come back to, I think, Missouri's, uh, their weakness is going to be against the run. And for that reason, I think take Bigsby. We got to watch him. Uh, If he doesn't get 100 yards this game, we're losing. There's no way we're winning a game if Tank doesn't get 100. I don't see it. So, all right, defense. Which player are you going to be watching against Missouri? Oh man, um, I'm gonna say the linebacking core as a as a unit. Yeah, um, they've been a little disappointing. Uh, uh, the run fits on Saturday against Penn State were not good. Yeah, um, I mean they were not doing anything flashy. They just lined up, and literally we were just not in the position we needed to be in to make the tackle. So I'm gonna watch them as a unit, man. And uh, if we can, you know, stop the run and make Missouri one dimensional, I'll feel better. But we need to we need to prove we can do it against you know Power Five competition first. Isn't it crazy? Like just thinking about the linebacker core, we we have Owen Papo back. We know that, um, but the main p- piece that we had last year that we don't have this year is Jacoby McLean, and that just shows me. Like we pointed it out plenty of times on our podcast, Jacoby McLean knew where the play was going, and he hit the hole. He hit the guy in the backfield. He, he and I'm not seeing that yet from the linebackers, and and linebacking is a very feel thing. It's a read the play and react. You're feeling the play where it's moving. And the the linebackers haven't proved to me that they're doing that yet. So it's a good one. The guy I'm going to be watching, and, and this is kind of coming back to one of the weaknesses of Missouri's offense is their offensive line. And so I'm, I, I want to see Eku and kind of in combination with Derek Hall doing something in the backfield. Cause like, how many times against, you know, this recent game against Penn State, we're like, Sean Clifford just can do whatever the heck he wants. He didn't feel a ton of pressure. Where was the pressure? And Eku was pretty much our only, like, answer to that, and that was pretty limited. 
So I'm going to kind of go in combination, Eku and Derek Hall. All right, special teams. Who's your player to watch, Jared? <laughs> Probably going to keep an eye on Anders. Um, I'm still worried about the leg. I, he didn't have to kick long field goals on Saturday against Penn State, and he was accurate with the ones he did. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of his kicks are going into the end zone. Some of them are, but I uh, don't know how. Still scared with that brace. So, yeah. you know, um, you know, right now we're not great. I don't think Missouri's great. This game could come down to a field goal or two. So I'm going to keep an eye on him, and uh, hopefully he will, you know, be able to continue. He's done. He's done well this year. I don't. I don't think he's missed one yet. So hopefully uh, he can continue that streak. Yeah, I was noticing on kickoffs, um, it didn't seem like he was kicking off as hard. Now they were still yeah. going close to the end zone or just inside the end zone, which is fine. Um, I, I think our kickoff. I'll, I'll give a little bit of credit. I think our kickoff team has done better. And hasn't at least so far hasn't allowed any major kickoff returns. Yeah, I agree. if anything, I mean they've stopped teams at like the ten yard line, which is that's that's a hundred percent a plus great job um, type of thing. So uh, maybe that's why they're, he's they're not having to kick as far. But either way, I, I'd rather just go through the end zone. <laughs> um, all right, I'm the guy that I'm gonna be watching for special teams. I keep watching Keontae Scott. He's one of the most flashy guys. Um, maybe kind of a, I don't know, like a honorable mention is Jarquez Hunter at kickoff return. I think both of those positions can, can be a big momentum swinger. And we haven't seen the momentum getting swung by special teams yet. And that needs to happen in these bigger games. So this is a good game to prove it. Um, when we cause, you know, three and out for Missouri, we got Keontae Scott back there receiving that punt, getting that momentum in Auburn's direction. All right, so let's get on into score predictions. Uh, preseason, and this kind of shows you where Auburn's season has gone a little bit. Preseason, Auburn was project- projected, at least by ESPN's kind of way of predicting games, uh, Auburn was going to win 85% of the time. That has gone down a little bit to 72% of the time. And, uh, yeah, Jared, preseason, you and I had projected that Auburn would win by 17 points at home. I think that was both of us thinking, yeah, we had just won against Penn State. We are figuring things out on offense, kind of that mentality. Jared, how are you feeling about winning right now by 17 points? Does that seem right, (laughs) or you want to adjust that? Can can Missouri score negative points? I'm trying to think uh, of how we're going to win by 17. I mean, we can get um, some safeties, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's like the closest thing to negative points. Negative, in yeah, football. I guess. Uh, I guess. Uh, I don't think we win by 17. I, I mean, I'll be. I think I. What did I say? 31-14 at the beginning. Yep, 31-14. Um, yep. I don't know that we can score 31 on a Power Five defense right now. So um, I'm going to go 17 to 10, and it is gonna be ugly um, mm. but I, I i say we win 17 10 i hope we score more than 17 <laughs> i don't let me ask you this i i know you're the optimist i'm the negative do you see it happening like after what you saw last week do you like just knowing okay so here here's another stat uh missouri's defense was the second worst defense in the sec that gives me a little bit more hope yeah i mean yeah, I guess I'm probably not giving enough credit to Penn State. It, it just looks – it was so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, there was – I don't know. I guess it, it's – yeah. Um, we might. 
we, I mean, we might go out there and put up 40 if they're really that bad and we just run and we can, if we can run at will, yeah, name, name your score. But right. we got, we got to prove it and we got to prove our coaches are willing to stick with that. So, yeah. Well, with how much talk that we were going to, you know, uh, use tank tank was going to be our guy. We're going to be a run, run offense. Like we're going to run the ball a lot. And then you look at what we did against Penn state and you're like, what the heck? Like, no, nobody had more than 40 yards rushing. And that includes, you know, quarterback scrambles and stuff. You're like, okay, like where, where was that commitment to the run? Um, and <laughs> yeah, so I guess that kind of feeds into like my score prediction. I'd originally predict, predict, predicted that we would get, we would win by 17 points. I don't think that's, I mean, really, I, if we win by 17 points, that changes my perception a little bit. But in reality, it's probably going to be closer. Like I say, Auburn wins by ten, something like that. I believe it did open. You may have already mentioned. I think Vegas opened as a ten point favorite. So um, look at you. I mean, You're a smart man. Just call me Obstradamus or whatever you want to call me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right. So um, final topic of the day, and then we'll kind of round this out. A lot of fun stuff happened. Uh, I feel like last week you had some fun you know, SEC level opponents um, facing some decent teams. This this week was kind of interesting as well. Um, you kind of had your regular you know, Georgia beating up on South Carolina, which we already mentioned. Um, I will mention this, and I thought this was a crazy stat, just to think back on like Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett is the first player to open a season with three straight games with 250 plus yards passing and a rushing touchdown since Patrick Mahomes, you know, Patrick Mahomes, like the dude, like that is crazy. And you're thinking, what the heck you're putting Stetson Bennett in the same category in same sentence as Patrick Mahomes. Crazy. Whatever. I, I mean, I think we've all said that Stetson Bennett is the next Patrick Mahomes. Haven't we? <laughs> we've all said it. <laughs> yeah. Hadn't that, hadn't that been the statement forever? Oh yeah. Yeah. Day one. A walk-on quarterback. <laughs> yeah, he's the next, next Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Um, we had some other games. Kentucky winning, Missouri winning, uh, Ole Miss shutting out Georgia Tech 42-0 to in Atlanta, which good good for them. Uh, Georgia Tech's probably going to fire their coach, so um, that's kind of the state of their program. Um, I will mention this, and this was an interesting one. I, was, I, was, I noticed Vandy got another W, and <laughs> – yeah, sure. It was against Northern Illinois, whatever. But now Vandy is three and one. Look at Vandy. I'm glad we don't play them. <laughs> <laughs> they are on fire. <laughs> so, um, but I will say this: Vandy, their next game is against Bama. Then the next one, Ole Miss, and then Georgia. So they're about to lose all three of those. <laughs> they're about to drop back down to what is that? Three and four. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Georgia or or Bama ended up winning against Yule Monroe, you know, dating back to Bama losing originally (laughs) under Saban to uh, Louisiana Monroe, but good for them. They've improved. (laughs) Um, LSU beat uh, Mississippi state uh, 31 17. Um, I will say this. I was watching this game and LSU was down 13 points to Mississippi state. And I was like, okay, that's honestly about as, like what I was expecting and LSU came back and won that game, which is very impressive to me that they came back. To be fair, 
uh, you're correct. They did start playing better ball. But to be fair, Mississippi State fumbled a punt on their three-yard line that kind of turned the tide of that game. Yeah, that's fair. But I will say they they did they made the plays when they had to make the plays. Um, so yeah, they they uh, got a little more worried about that. Oh, I got a lot more worried about that game just after watching us play. But yeah, LSU seems to not be great, but maybe a little better put together than we are right now. Yeah, and, and LSU's quarterback he he can play Daniels. Um, he's he's gonna. It doesn't seem like he he kind of reminds me of. I'm trying to remember. Uh, what was his name? Kellen Mond or no, not Kellen Mond. What was his name? Uh, the old, dang it, I'm forgetting. It's Texas A&M. Uh, yeah, was it Mond? It was Mond. Yeah, yeah. Kellen Mond. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, back in the day, kind of like him. Uh, uh, yeah, and then Tennessee beat Akron. Good job. Um, oh, this was an interesting one. There, Florida, number eighteen, Florida, barely beat South Florida, thirty-one to twenty-eight. So three point win. And and I was reading back on this. I didn't get to watch this game. South uh, South Florida had multiple chances to upset Florida, and honestly, even Richardson, you know the you know, Florida's uh, quarterback, he made some costly mistakes that almost gave that game away. So uh, I think Florida is about to drop hard, <laughs> even though they just won that game. They're about to drop a little bit in those rankings. Did you see? Did you mention Missouri State against Arkansas? Uh, no, I did not. Missouri State was beating Arkansas in the fourth quarter, and that's Bobby Petrino, Missouri State, at Arkansas. (laughs) So, Arkansas had to return a punt in the fourth quarter to finally get the lead, and then put another score on late. But yeah, Bobby Petrino goes back into Arkansas, and uh, for three quarters was winning the ballgame. Oh my. I mean, and this is, Arkansas at this point is ranked number 10. Yeah, watching football last week, I basically came to the conclusion everybody's bad. <laughs> um, they are. Like, there there was not a lot of good football, um, except for Georgia. Like, Georgia's a machine right now, um, pains me to say. Um, everybody, nobody was good. Like, there's just not a lot. I mean, watching Texas A&M and Miami, I mean, Texas A&M got the win. It was just not good football. Yeah. Um, Auburn's not good foot. Like, there's not a lot of good football right now, and I don't, I don't know. I, it's probably – Every team I play right watch right now has <clears throat> their quarterback was a transfer, mm-hmm. and so maybe it's just the having the jail and everything. But I don't know. It's not a lot of good football being played right now. It really is. Like there, there just feels like there's not. Um, besides, and you might even be able. To, well, I wouldn't say Alabama at this point. I mean, they struggle with Texas. Like yeah, Texas really was struggling with U- University of Texas San Antonio. They were down to them in the third quarter. So. Yes, yeah. I don't know, man. It's uh, it'd be a good year to be a good team. Unfortunately, <laughs> we may not be. Yeah. Um, and then the final one, Texas A&M, who's uh, ranked twenty fourth at this moment, uh, beat number thirteen Miami, which I was a little shocked about, um, uh, because honestly I thought, well, you know, Texas A&M just lost, so they're probably gonna be a little, you know, mad about it and maybe take some aggression out. But I think the big key there was Texas A&M switched up their quarterbacks. Max Johnson uh, got the start over Haynes King, who had started the first couple games. So I think that change seemed to be enough for them um, to kind of get that W. So yeah. um, I will mention this, and this isn't SEC related, uh, but this is kind of just, uh, you know, college game day went to App State. I have a good friend oh, who wow. went to App State. He was at the game and all. 
and an that ending, oh my gosh. Like Troy had a 99.9% chance of winning because guess what? App State wasn't even they had the ball, but they weren't they didn't even cross the 50 yet. And they just chunked up a, you know, Hail Mary at the end, tips the ball up and one of the App State guys grabs it and runs to the end zone. <laughs> like, oh. Casually runs in, might I add. I'm like, what right. are you doing? He's just like trotting in. I'm like, bro, you need to get in. <laughs> Dude, get in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was funny. But, uh, yeah, that was a crazy ending. Yeah. A little sad it, for, it, for an Alabama school like Troy. They could have – that, that would have been monumental for them after that. But as is life. You know, crazy college plays. Again, another reason I love college football. Just craziness happens every week. <laughs> it's so true. It is true. And and I don't think we've mentioned it yet. We did just get, um, now this happened on Sunday. We got a, got a verbal commit from a defensive tackle. Ooh. Um, he said he could see himself playing at Auburn. And after the Penn State game, I think you and I could see ourselves playing at Auburn. <laughs> yeah, I'm only five foot five, but I could maybe I, see myself. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, maybe they're, we, they might need us. Yeah, for real. <laughs> anyway, Jared, any other thoughts about Missouri um, or anything else before we get out of here? No, I uh, just need to bounce back. That's uh, all we can all we can try to do, and uh, hopefully we do. And uh, yeah, we'll see we'll see where we go from there. Right. Yeah, I think we got to bounce back. Uh, as much as we don't want to admit it, this is a rebuilding year for Auburn, and. Even last year was a rebuilding year, even though coaches would never say that. It's just it's the way it is, and that's the hard part. That's the reality of like, you know, switching over coaches. Is it's especially in college football, there's a rebuilding that needs to happen. You're getting your guys, in there. You're, you're in there, you're in it. So, anyway, all right, Jared, how can the people stay in touch with you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook under my name Jared Davis, and you can find me on Twitter at AJY. J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.